Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. Just say no to family values. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. I'm R.C. Weslowski, one of your co-hosts this afternoon. And I'm Pamela Bentley, the other co-host. And we have in studio our guest from Oxford, England, part of the Vancouver International Friends Festival, Steve Larkin. Hello. Hello to you. Always fun to have you on. Good to be back. It's your fourth time. Uh, apparently so. I made such an impact last time that Pamela has remembered two extra shows that didn't occur. So, uh, yeah. so that's good. People will uh, yeah. think multiply your presence whenever they think and hear of you. Maybe it's because it's, it's a guest and then when I went to see your show. So I've counted all of those. Like, yeah. And then I saw you feature at the slam. So it's like any time I've spent time with you has counted into that four. There you it's go. It's quite that a few sense. hours now. Yeah. I've uh, yeah. probably spent more hours uh, with yourself than I have uh, with people I've been in a relationship with. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, <laughs> especially in the last ten years. Oh. All the better for it. So let's have you uh, kick things off, Steve, with a poem or a song. You've got your mandolin with you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to do a uh, a song. This is one I used to do with the band Inflatable uh, Buddha, and I used to uh, introduce it uh, by saying, "I take no responsibility for uh, British colonial past," and I'd get it in the neck from uh, from the band. You can't say that can't say that, you know, because they're all sort of uh, left-wing liberal types who are, who, who are apologetic, but I think it's a reasonable statement. Uh, I think you should look after your own beliefs uh, and uh, and not uh, stress too much about, much about your history. I, I, I am allegedly uh, British, uh, but this is just a, an accident of geography and due to the uh, lustful look in a Yorkshireman's eye uh, <laughs> and a drunken Scottish woman who'd forgotten her contraception. Uh, and uh, songs called uh, Original Sin... Uh, they are, you know, the Catholic doctrine uh, that the sins of the fathers are visited upon the sons, and that's not something I believe in. Take a look at our history. Take a look back to 1950, where an Alan Turing national hero. It's fast to grow breasts, reduced to zero A punishment for being gay Well, I'm glad to say it doesn't happen today The schools can't say it's a natural way until recently But I don't believe in original sin No, I don't believe in original sin So don't blame me, don't blame me Don't blame me for the state I'm in And take a look at our history, 
Take a look back to the swinging 60s where a mighty unfaithful pop sensation, progressive liberal and feminist icon drank to the rags and dubbed the slang. While I'm sad to say, still happens today. Some are worse than they were yesterday, but I don't believe. I don't believe in original sin, no I don't believe in original sin So don't blame me, don't blame me, don't blame me for the state I'm in And take a look at our history, and take a look back to the 70s And we're a racist, please force with suspects, susler, rest and be blacks there's no for this, but I'm sad to say, Sussy's back today. A 40 years of progress has gone to waste, but I don't believe. I don't believe. I don't believe in original sin. No, I don't believe in original sin. So don't blame me. Don't blame me. Don't blame me for the state I'm in and take a look. And our history I Take a look back to the colonies Where the George Vancouver Cholera in blankets Try to wipe out all the brown faces Sad to say problems still today They won't be solved by no college place But I don't believe I don't believe I don't believe in original sin, no I don't believe in original sin So don't blame me, don't blame me, don't blame me for the state I'm in No, don't blame me for the state I'm in No, don't blame me for the state I'm in No, don't blame me for the state I'm in No, don't blame me for the state I'm in Is that part of the show? It is, yeah. It's uh, it's entered into the show. It's uh, a, a late entry. It's uh, number four this week. Is uh, <laughs> original sin? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's taken the place of a of a ranty poem. So, uh, um, fat sex is a, is a very movable feast. It's a uh, it's a, a comedy driven uh, spoken word and and music show. Fat sex is the uh, the title piece which I uh, start with. It's been a crowd pleaser for uh, for for many years on my own and uh, and with the band. It's about women's magazines. Uh, and how uh, horrible they are, and about body fascism. Uh, uh, and then I, uh, I, I plough on with the general theme of truth uh, mm. uh, shining through, which, you know, if, uh, if you don't want the truth, don't call a poet, uh, as they say. <laughs> truth is beauty, and uh, and beauty is truth. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's largely the same body of work as when I uh, first started doing the show uh, three or four years ago, but I can change things around. So I, um, I'm getting more proficient on the, uh, on the mandolin these days days and that has been a song that I used to do with the band and it used to depend on a, uh, a rhythm section pounding it mm-hmm. out and for years I'd do it on my own and it was just a little bit turgid but I've changed it round a bit got rid of uh, uh, 
uh, a lot of uh, unnecessary uh, bars of, uh, of strumming the same chords uh, and uh, added a new Canuckified fourth verse. I uh, heard that. Yeah, the you, uh, Vancouver yeah, I've, been, one, I've, been, yeah. I've been coming to this country and uh, and uh, for uh, ten years now. Uh, after uh, RC first invited me, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Uh, oh no, two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, that was here in Vancouver, but it was the year before actually, wasn't it? Two thousand four, the first ever Canadian festival. Yeah, in Ottawa. Oh, the spoken word Olympics, as it was until the Olympic uh, Commission got in touch to say. Well, we no, they didn't actually get in touch. We oh. were being proactive and going, if we do anything, we'll get sued. And we didn't want to get sued because we didn't have any money. Because you knew you were getting bigger. No, we just were having Olympic in our uh, spoken word Olympics right. were in the name. So oh, I, I've been peddling a lie for many years. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounds, some, it sounds yeah. more uh, exciting if they came to us and said, stop it. Yeah, the myth is great. Well, yeah, it? and there's yeah, like, like you said, you don't come to a port for truth, but there's many truths, right? There's all these different angles, like... Oh, don't confound matters. <laughs> well, you've been telling this story for years. It's probably almost <laughs> yeah. as true as the original, yeah. Yeah, as yeah, the yeah. actual, <laughs> what happened. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. I suppose. So were you raised Catholic? No, no, I, I wasn't. Uh, there was uh, a discernible lack of uh, any, um, any religious expression in my family. Uh, uh, I'd say, I'd say my father was a, a Leninist in that uh, he was uh, he followed the philosophy of John Lennon. I was going to uh, say the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was probably it. But you you can't uh, you can't escape um, uh, religious values, can you? You know, uh, every junior school in the UK is, uh, is, is it was national curriculum. Every assembly in the morning, you're told about uh, about baby Jesus and about how good God is. Uh, wow, still. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, not probably not quite now. There's, uh, you know, there's these uh, Brontosaurus schools and the like uh, now, and uh, and and education is well, it's a very uh, massive topic. Uh, it's all changing in the UK now. But yeah, certainly growing up, that was uh, that's that's the sort of uh, bread and butter of your of your philosophy that pervades from a very from a very early age. Uh, which is another thing that comes into the uh, into the show is uh, is is the influence things have at a very early age. I make a, what I think is a very convincing argument that exposing children to pornography is less dangerous than exposing them to Disney. Uh, if you want to, mm. if you want to know more, uh, get yourself down to the review stage for the half price show. Uh, <laughs> which When's is that? Which is tomorrow at five. I'm uh, opening the fringe the, this the, this year. They've got me in to open it. <laughs> oh, that's nice of them. They... Yeah, yeah. When I when I used to teach high school, I taught a media education class in grade eleven, yeah. and one of, and the big unit that I did that I had designed was uh, a Disney unit about Disneyfication, yeah. and the kids hated it because they just were like, "You're taking all of this magic away," and it was like, "Okay, no, you need to know where all these stories came from." Yeah. So we would go back to the original source material, and you need to know that you know, like in Little Mermaid, it was painful. It was not like a sweet little love story. She. Like yeah. When her tail split into legs, it wasn't like, oh, it's just little magic. You know, it's like. Yeah, I see. I see but they, they re- hated le- it. Left, right, and center are still influenced by this, yeah. you know, and still react really negatively. When I when I post on Facebook that Disney <laughs> yeah. is, is the axis of all evil, uh, then they don't like it. <laughs> no, they no, don't. No, they don't like it. At Especially all. when they're 17. <laughs> yeah. And you get people, uh, intelligent people in the arts who are still uh, blighted by this, uh, this kind of saccharine. Uh, over romanticized dualistic worldview. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you didn't expect that. Did you? Oh, that's good. Yeah. 
No. Hello, it's two eleven in the afternoon, by the way. <laughs> Just um, in case you weren't expecting it, but that's good to hear about it. Mm. So in that in that first song that you did, you've got like all this historical stuff, but then you bring it up to like it's still happening, right? Mm. Like the the one that you put in about George Vancouver and mm. the, and I mean we've got Standing Rock going on right now, right? Where they're bulldozing sites, even though there was a, uh, a court, court order. order to not do it, and before they could put it, like before they could put police into place to hold it, the the mining the um, pipeline people, yeah, pipeline people just like bulldozed, yeah. So yeah. now the army, like uh, Obama's called the army. And to to protect the like not protect the protesters but to enforce the court or it's all going on right it's yeah. all the same stuff it's like it, it's 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 like wounded knee all over again mm-hmm. it's uh so yeah and, and you I mean you use comedy but you're making really important points in historical yeah correlations. I, I mean, what I presented so far makes it look like a, some sort of dry lecture but uh, yeah yeah, I, I, yeah you, 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 the, the first part of the show is uh, is is about uh, entertaining people and getting on board until I, I punch them with the beliefs they don't want to hear uh, but yeah I, I know it is it, it is changing here I mean it's a massively complicated issue and I don't think uh, my, my song there really covers uh, all my thoughts uh, to do with, uh, with 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 national pride uh, it, you know I, I there needs to be um, there needs to be progress doesn't there it's just that I'm not going to get uh, I'm not going to get uh, burdened with uh, with with any sort of colonial colonial uh, guilt I will, I will live by my own uh, beliefs and my actions and be judged or judged on them but when, when it comes to uh, the indigenous people I, I do see some progress you know it seems to be uh, now common that before every event I've uh, performed at at uh, every fringe festival in Edmonton Victoria uh, it's been mentioned that, to acknowledge that mm-hmm. uh, we are standing on the on the lands of and then the the the, the uh, uh, the uh, the people are, are, are named the local uh, band or nation yeah 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 so uh, at least there's uh, there's more sort of uh, yes. uh, acknowledgement uh, right. of that now uh, but then yeah it was quite interesting talking to a uh, a native girl in uh, in Edmonton uh, told her about this new lyric and she said oh so you believe that uh, native people get uh, free college places do you uh, which is a fact that I'd uh, I'd picked up and I was like yeah and she told me the reality of it. It says like, no, you have to get straight A's in everything that you get, and to get something that is pretty much free anyway. So even the the, the sort of um, the, those concessions still look to be problematic mm-hmm. uh, as well. I've got mm-hmm. a lot more to uh, to, mm-hmm. to to learn about this, but uh, yeah, I think the important thing is that uh, these things are aired, aren't they, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and discussed. And, yeah. Uh, well, and I want your shows are very funny. Thank you. And they are very gut punching at the same time. So yeah, we don't want anybody to think that that yeah that you're uh, like it's just going to be a, a bunch of polemic. It's like it's really it is really entertaining, and that's why I thought I'd spend so much more time with you. Than I had. Oh. Uh, let's get something <laughs> else uh, from you, either from the show or just something you would like to share. Uh, what do you want? Song or poem? Uh, we had a song, let's get a poem. Uh, a poem? Uh, right, this is the post colonial global blues. <laughs> I'm going serious, aren't I? It's not all serious. <laughs> I've got those post colonial global blues. My shareholders done left me, followed lost leaders, profit taken to a haven in the Cayman Isles, and I'll be in negative equity. If I act, 
I pay, and I'm relocating to a town called Jeopardy, where the headlines say there are thousands of jobs for me, and a lifestyle choice of global homogeny. I'm perpetually sent to post-war Coventry, and I don't know what to do. I've got those post-colonial global blues, and I'll be crying tonight as they're frying the shite in the Amazon meat. At least the kids will be happy with a fat, saturated treat. But I am starved of oxygen, going to ground like a fox again, descending Brunel's human sewerage system, a rat in the rat race, drowning in the green wash from British petroleum. The glass ceiling is mystical, is a message to the cynical, but overshoot your station and the barriers are physical. Speculation won't help my present predicament, trapped in a metropolis of tropical germs, finding it very difficult to move. I've got those post-colonial global blues. And I'm stuck in a virtual queue, and I know my call's not important to you. It's been transferred to Timbuktu. The accent cost just a penny or two. Spare some copper, if you don't mind. What from a Zambian pit that weren't even mine, where they're stuffed in a hole in a debt-ridden mine. Metropole dictates copper. I'll run power through mine. I could speak out freely through the telephone wires, expose the situation to millions online, but what exactly does protest do? Police sips up in their Indian brew, controlling the kettle for an hour or two. So, Junkie, on review, I give you this metal that doesn't belong to me or you to you. You spike your vein, let the numbness flow through. As cash flows to an Afghan funding suffering through opium routes, I buy a copy to... Poppy to support our troops, and one returns psychologically abused and replaces you when you've turned blue. I don't see what's in it for me or for you, or for the peasant farmers, or for the troops. We've all got those post-colonial global blues. The colour supplement made it black and white, divided the world with its polarised views. London talking north and south, New York the other way round. Can't stop people reproducing, population will soon be doubling. Abortions on the basements, mixed abortions in the basements from mixing up the messages. Johnny's on the Protestants. Running all the governments, look out kids, it's original sin I don't know Zen, but when you get born again you'll be a duck or an alley cat Looking for a new trend The Nasdaq, sends, Nasdaq man selling futures to new men wants several million dollar bills But you've only got yen And from a spent to a vicious military force this simply will not do You've got those post-colonial global blues Get sick, stay sick, pharmaceuticals, get rich Don't need a weatherman to tell me that the world's and I need me a pick-me-up, but I can't seem to see any English property. I'll have to resort to Colombian beans. It'll cost a lot of lotto tickets. At least we'll see the profit trickle to Amazon. We won't see a nickel triple dip. Your grotty pickle, it won't come back to you. You've got those post-colonial global blues staring at identical shops from Leicester to Leicester Square that dedicated slaves to fashion. I stand sweating, guilty, in my branded shoes. I've got those post-colonial Global blues. At least blue planets on. After the corporate news. The world's getting bluer, the seas are getting bigger, the rich are getting fatter like a Christmas goose, flying over continents with an urge to consume. And sometimes I wonder, what am I gonna do? Cause there ain't no cure for those post colonial global blues. Our guest today is Steve Larkin, and they are opening up the Fringe Festival tomorrow, 5 o'clock at the Review Stage, Granville Island, with Fat Sex. And you're listening to Steve here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So you, we, we said a poem. 
your all of your stuff is very rhythmic, mm. and mm. it's it's also um, having been to the UK and gone to some spoken word stuff there. There's a there's a type of of spoken word in the UK that we don't hear as often in North mm. America. I don't know mm. if you've noticed that by doing things, and yeah. it has that rhythm and that rhyme and that that. And I mean, because when you, you've got a chorus, right? It's a poem, but you've got this chorus that you return to and you slow down the rhythm and it, yeah, and it gets us going and it gets us falling. And you're so pro. Thank you. We, I mean, you just left out the F word without even like, you know, like, because we're on radio. I mean, it's just, it's so impressive. I mean, I, I, that's what I, I think spoken word artists um, aspire to is getting to the point where they can do fringe shows like you do. And that's so there's a lot of stuff in there, but do you think so? Comment on that. Yeah. Um, do you think that spoken word artists look to develop and uh, and look to? I mean, I see you've done a a great show in the past, but most people who are involved in poetry are they thinking that way I'm to not, go to a fringe show or just to become yeah, pro? Yeah, I was thinking more like pro, like fringe yeah, is part of yeah. being pro. I don't know. But yeah, the musical thing. It's it's. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot uh, a long-standing uh, lyrical tradition yeah. in, in 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 British uh, poetry, uh, and also there's from the alternative scene, which uh, grew out. Of uh, uh, the sort of um, alternative scene in the in the eighties and nineties, uh, it was it was very much sharing venues and rubbing shoulders with uh, uh, with the stand up comedians of an alternative variety and with uh, punk musicians. You know, uh, you, you're in the same ballpark really. Uh, and the the archetype, the, the the master to me is is John Cooper Clark, and, and all his stuff is very tightly written. Uh, the the structure is is impeccable, and it's all written uh, in a very musical form uh, with uh, with lyrics that flow and with and with chorus lines that you could uh, you could tap a metronome along uh, to to his work uh, yeah uh, and that's what I've uh, come out with to, to me um, uh, uh, poetry is about finding the uh, the musicality of, mm-hmm. of, of language and then live poetry is about entertaining people mm-hmm. so I was thinking this morning how do I explain what I am and I was thinking, really, it's, it's a Venn diagram with uh, with uh, with three circles uh, of uh, comedy, uh, poetry, and uh, music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm there in the I'm there in the middle, you know. So I'm not uh, an out and out comedian. I'm towards the end uh, of that circle, like a crap comedian, <laughs> <laughs> a crap comedian, a crap poet, and a crap musician. But all makes, together, yeah. Makes a really crap artist, a really great Steve Larkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess that's that's how, how how I see it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, well, and then that's that lends itself very well to fringe. That middle of that Venn diagram in the entertainment, right? That yeah. is entertaining. I mean, you go and you hear somebody who has the facility with language and writing that you do, and who can perform and and make people laugh and create that. Uh, relationship with the audience like before we went on air you were talking about how this show because it's a little bit of kind of your greatest hits or you can you can you have a little bit more interaction with the audience that's possible yeah that's 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 uh that's the beauty of uh, of doing this show it's like being back home because you've got to entertain you know what i mean you're in you are in the business of of entertainment uh and i've spent uh, many years cutting my teeth getting attention for my work at uh, noisy open mics where there's no rule that people have to uh have to shut up and you have to do everything in your uh 
Arsenal. So you've got to have uh, good gags that are uh, uh, guaranteed uh, laughs. You've got to have crowd control. You've got to be able to work a room. Uh, and also the energy of a gig. You know, there's there's no narrative arc in this show, but there's, there's a, a definite sort of uh, mm-hmm. physical or uh, uh, emotional arc. It, it, it ends... I, I think I'm probably uh, uh, unique in, uh, in the fringe circuit of doing a, a, a poetry show that ends with people dancing like their own father's drunk at a wedding. Uh, <laughs> I have a dancing competition uh, uh, at the at the end. Yeah, so uh, you're right. It is uh, really refreshing to break out of uh, a play structure with a fourth wall uh, and get on a stage and be yourself and entertain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the words that I see in reviews and stuff are things like acerbic, gut-punching, which we already mentioned, um, mm. funny truth telling and you have all these pieces but you chose the you chose the the phrase fat sex for the title why did you choose that for this the title of this Peace. Um, because uh, I uh, I'm wholly committed to my values uh, and uh, I don't want to sell out and there's no chance of selling out a show called Fat Sex cause people, <laughs> because people think it's uh, some sort of disrespectful show about having sex with fat people about chubby chasing or something. You think that's what they think? They do think that. I they was going to say I would sorry to cut you off there, but I was going to think that title would draw people in like there's it's like you know it's lurid enough that there's. You know, potential of just, you know, curiosity around the word sex in the show, but fat sex and stuff. Well, the luridity is, I mean, that ties in with what you're saying. Well, he said it's lurid, so I, oh, I figured luridity. I'm, I'm making up a noun. I think that's probably how you would make that an yeah, adjective yeah, into good. a noun. Very good. Yeah, very good. So. Luridity. I'm going to use it's it. It's a good word, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just came up with a good word. Um, I'm, I'm not sure it does. Um, I, I thought it would be a good idea, and I think it's obvious that it's uh, the, the design of the show is uh, a... a, a a woman's magazine. It's my head on a uh, on a yeah. beautiful woman's body, but uh, yeah, people don't. Yeah. I, I think it's really. I think people in in the UK don't think that it's about having sex with fat people, but people in Canada do. And I just think I've hit on a uh, a massive sensitivity. Yes. I think anything that has the F word in it, people are like, "Whoa, no, no, we we can't." This is a thing that we don't want to discuss uh, in this uh, in this country. Well, so yeah, yeah. Get, as a woman, it's used against you to silence you. Constantly, yeah. If I call somebody out on their behavior, like, "Hey, stop spitting on those people from the parking lot," they'll say, "Hey, shut up, you fat." Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's like, like well, so I, like I don't care what you're still being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> what does that matter? Yeah. yeah, but they think it's painful. They think it'll shut you up, and it, women experience that on the internet as well. Yeah, yeah, a so lot, much. right? So it's—I mean—you're touching on that, but it's interesting to me that you—you are actually looking at women's magazines and how they're obsessed with that as well, and like yeah. all this policing of women's body that we're starting to push back really hard against. Yeah, but we're still getting it from women's magazines. So I mean, I—I encourage everybody to go and hear. Yeah. your show if only for that piece right well, yeah and it is changing but it isn't changing in a hurry the piece is uh, nearly 20 years old now uh, mm-hmm. and uh, if I look through another young woman's magazine it's the same the same like ridiculous mm-hmm. headlines that you get uh, the scientific guide to coming like a train mm-hmm. uh, sexual obsession everything look like a babe when you feel like a blob what's it mean what's it even mean uh, it's just it's just it's, it's like media left right and centre just draws people in through some sort of fear reaction. You you don't have as bad a tabloid press in this country as we have in the uh, in the UK. The Daily Mail is the worst, but it will all be 
alien people are coming to take over your uh, land and have sex with your wife and uh, and mm-hmm. take your job. You know, it's every single headline is is is, get, is getting some sort of baseline fear, uh, and uh, it's. Yeah, I used to do. I used to do it in schools. Fat sex, um, fourteen plus, and people. Oh, you can't do that. It alludes to sexual things. It's got no sexual swear words in it, you know. So it's it's okay. And if anybody needs to hear this, it's yeah. it's, it's that For age sure. group to to show that uh, uh, other people have, uh, have have thought about what's affecting them in a different way. I think it's quite interesting that uh, doing this as a as as a as a man as well, um, I, a lot of my work seems to have quite a uh, a strong uh, feminist uh, attitude, uh, and this was it was kind of welcomed for for for, for many years. Um, it was uh, you know uh, I was referred to as Jermaine Greer's pinup by someone uh, once, and I've, I've kept, I quite like that one. I, I kept that one, but now there's there's signs that it's changing. Uh, this uh, this this meme of uh, of mansplaining, uh, I think, changes the equation uh, a bit, uh, and I think there's a danger of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, to me. All people should be able to comment on uh, on equality, uh, on issues to do with uh, with equality, uh, and I think it's right that people react to mansplaining. If anyone's unaware of this, it's the idea of uh, of a man interrupting a woman to to tell her something that she probably already knows in a in an expert. Yeah, way. I just finished reading the book uh, "Men Explain Things to Me" by Rebecca Solnit, which includes the original essay that brought that up. It doesn't yeah. use that word, but that word then eventually became out of yeah. that. People commenting on that essay. Yeah. I think we're almost out of time. Yes. Uh, so tell us when the shows are on. Yeah. So it's uh, on uh, Thursday. That's tomorrow, isn't it? Five p.m. It's a half price show for the uh, for the first one at the review stage, a beautiful stage. Uh, and then I've got more dates going right up to the end of the uh, Fringe Festival on the on the on the eighteenth uh, awesome. of September. So Thank you so much for coming in. in. My pleasure. Lovely to see you both again. So quickly, Pam, you've got some events. I do. So, so Fringe, there's a couple of things that are poetry-related. Peripatea, uh, we're going to have some people in from that show next week. Sober But Not Clean, Richard Lett's show, Generation Hot, uh, Saving Mother is one of the plays in that. We had uh, Crystal Smith on last week, who's part of that. So go and look those up. September open mic at Christium's Lyceum this Friday at 8 p.m. Sebastian Wynn and No Mothers are featuring at the Slam on September 12th, Monday, September 14th. Next Wednesday is the iWhips final that night also twisted poets that night with calvin wharton and dan uh dan raphael and on september 11th this sunday uh dead poets reading at 3 p.m 3 to 5 p.m in the alice mckay room of the central public library right on well done under we're good on time yeah cool i'm rc Waslowski. i'm ham bentley our guest today has been steve larkin and thanks for tuning in thanks for being here steve best of luck with the run Pleasure, thanks and uh no apologies necessary it's coming up next You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what?